oysters are out. Yeah. You know, unless you think when you eat an oyster and it makes you feel sexy, then you should do that. Well, any food that makes you feel sexy is an aphrodisiac, <laughs> I agree. Right? Even with Thanksgiving right around the corner, reproductive biologist Dr. Betsy Cairo and sexuality educator Mandy Johnson are always looking out for your reproductive health. While you're planning your next big meal, join us on this special holiday episode of It's Not Human Sexuality, the show that goes beyond sexuality to reproductive health. On today's show, sexy foods and fertile foods. Do they exist? Let's find out. All right, Betsy, we've got Thanksgiving coming up, so let's talk about some of the food myths we've heard regarding sexuality and food. Okay. Uh, so are there foods out there that are aphrodisiacs or what we call sexy foods, maybe? So we all have heard things like green M&Ms, right? Uh, don't, have you heard that I've one? Not heard you have not heard that one? Oh, man. I must be aging myself. <laughs> but everybody's like, eat the green M&Ms because they're a libido driver. You know, they increase your sex drive. I, I mean, I've heard true. oysters. And oysters, for sure. No. Uh -uh. And then we have things like Spanish fly. And so growing up, you know, in high school, the thing was if you popped a Spanish fly in, into your girlfriend's drink, it would make her really hot and horny and she would want to have sex with you in high school. And and there is such a thing as a Spanish fly. I think you have probably heard of that, right? What? No. What is it? Really? Okay. Wow. So it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a or a drug, and it, I think, comes from Mexico, right? And it's designed to uh, increase your uh, libido or your sex drive and kind of eliminates all of your inhibitions. And so it just makes you like this. Sounds a lot like ecstasy. Yes, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually very dangerous. And um, that was in my day, and of course, I'm a lot older than you. But the point is, is that it's, it's, it, don't do that. Just don't do that. Don't do the... Spanish fly, it's not there. And some people will say that cocaine is, right? But these are all drugs, so they're not really foods. Right. But if you think about it, when we relate drugs to foods or plants, then we can see some of these correlations. But with respect to sexy foods, one of the things that especially men like to think about is endurance, yeah. right? How can I make my erections harder? How can I last longer? Yes. Um, and even men what might have erectile dysfunction or disorder. Are there foods uh, what that can help? We, yeah, what can we do to do that? Well, one of the things that really does show promise and does work is curry. Yeah, okay. right? Interesting. So it is interesting because one of the components that curry has is um, a, a chemical or called curcurum. And it's, it's found heavily in curry. And what it does is it increases, I'll try not to get too technical here, but it increases nitric oxide in the system. And what, in general terms, it's nitric oxide is a vasodilator. So it helps right? blood get there. Yeah, it helps more blood get to the penis, right? Because mm -hmm. we all know erection is increased blood flow, decreased venous return. So if you've got this, if you're taking this curry, you know, like you had a great Indian dish, it, it's it helps, for some people. It helps Fill the, fill the penis with blood for an erection. Yeah. Okay. There's even, I, I even came across this, oh, it was a recipe, and it said curry for the ladies, and it was a chicken curry dish. I, I got a good I got a good chuckle out of that. I mean, so, I assume that would work for female erections as well. Sure, yeah. of course. Anything that do increases, same. but particularly for male genitalia, for sure. 
And we'll include that recipe in the show notes if you're interested. It's a delicious dish. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think what people need to understand is that curry is pretty safe, right? Yeah. It's worth a try. And it does have some... It's not meta- cocaine. It can't hurt. <laughs> right. It's not cocaine. In the 60s and 70s, you know, they had popper parties. Have you ever heard of popper yes, parties? Okay, same popper. idea. Yeah. It increases nitric oxide, but those are not safe. But curry is really available. You can get it in different spice levels, you yeah. know. So get your curry on. That's, right. what I, that's my recommendation for So this curry as home. an aphrodisiac, but the oysters are out. Yeah. You know, unless you think when you eat an oyster and it makes you feel sexy, then you should do that. Right? Well, any food that makes you feel sexy is an aphrodisiac, <laughs> I agree. Right? But I think what people need to remember is one thing that is a real downer, literally and figuratively, is alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Because it will decrease your inhibitions, but it will also decrease your performance. Yes. So that's the sexy food. What about foods? Are there any foods out there that will make somebody more fertile? So that's a good question. And I think there are, again, a lot of supplements that people talk about. I'm going to take vitamin E. I'm going to take vitamin, I'm going to take zinc. Um, But we, men's fertility, you know, people have heard me say this a million times, male fertility is pretty fragile. And anything that they put into their body can affect their reproductive potential. And so I would not say that there's a particular food that can make them more fertile. But one of the things that we strongly recommend is vitamin C. Where do you get vitamin C? You get it from citrus fruits. Citrus fruits, sure. And um, that's a good thing, right? So, But vitamin C helps the sperm swim better, right? Mm -hmm. And so good swimmers can go further, and that might enhance your fertility or at least make the the specimen a little bit better. And so we've actually seen that improve motility for men who take high doses of vitamin C. Are there foods that men should avoid if they're trying to be at their most fertile? Yes, there are things that men should avoid food-wise, but again, it's mostly has to do with the components in it, like alcohol. Definitely probably don't want to gain a lot of weight because BMI or percent body fat is a huge factor for both men and women, but in particular too with men. But one of the foods that they can have, I forgot, in addition to the vitamin C is caffeine. Whereas caffeine for people, for women who are trying to get pregnant is a no-no, but caffeine for men is a yes-yes. It's good for them. It's does it good make for the swimmers sperm. go faster? It does, I know. I, I think what it does is it enhances blood flow, mm-hmm. right? And then and that's all always very important. So Betsy, what about women? Are there any foods that women can eat to make them more fertile? You know, not that I know of because the female reproductive system is a little bit more complicated than men. It can be tweaked a little bit more, obviously, with medications. But I think what's important is to maintain good body weight, not over-exercise. But I, I don't really know of any foods that can affect fertility. And I think that if anybody does, we'd love to hear from them. But yeah. at this point, mostly, again, we're looking at supplements, right? Folic acid, that's good. Calcium, that's good. But a- again, within the recommend daily allotment and in moderation. All right. So let's let's figure out how we can put these foods into a Thanksgiving meal, Betsy. I know for sure we could get cranberries and get some vitamin C, but Yes. And you know, cranberries kind of the the left out. I uh, love cranberries. I that know. is my favorite. I it, they're good. They're and really my mom good. makes them with orange juice. So oh, extra yeah, vitamin C. Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. Bing bing. Vitamin bing, C. Bing. Yep. And uh, you know, instead of the alcohol, because we talked about that, maybe opt for sparkling water instead of sparkling wine. And so we could go with that. But who wouldn't want to incorporate curry into a 
turkey dish, right? Well, besides you. Besides because, me. I mean, I don't but, know. But turkey, we could but. still do like hey, curry potatoes. Just bring on the curry. Bring on the curry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope curry sales go up after this. <laughs> me too. McCormick, this is for you. <laughs> This podcast was created to promote Look Both Ways in the textbook written by Dr. Cairo. Look Both Ways is a nonprofit organization based in Loveland, Colorado, with a mission to educate our youth about their reproductive health to make informed decisions for their future. We do this by educating the educators through professional development, and we also put on free conferences for both teens and parents of teens. Textbooks used at schools are donated by Look Both Ways to eliminate the money obstacle for schools interested in piloting or adopting our curriculum and textbook. As a nonprofit, we're always fundraising and accepting donations. For more information about Look Both Ways, our fundraising efforts, getting a textbook donated to you, or to make a donation, please visit lookbothways.us. That's L-O-O-K-B-O-T-H-W-A-Y-S dot U-S. This podcast was produced by Peach Islander Productions in Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Mandy Johnson and Dr. B wishing you well. Be sure and catch all our episodes of It's Not Human Sexuality on Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.